G'day and welcome to Average Joe Down Under. Join your host, Darren Jonathan, as he shares his experiences on moving to start a new life in Australia, along with travel tips, paperwork advice, and all the highs and lows that come with this wonderful, life-changing experience. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Average Joe Down Under podcast. Now, this week, I have to be honest, I have created this one from the title you'll see. Um, that is this my story. I have recorded this three to four times. Twice, it worked out okay. The other two times, I think I just got in my head and relive some of the moments that really have shaped me, um, have been the highs and the real low lows of living abroad by yourself. And I think I want this podcast to be relatable. I don't want it to be um, this guest podcast every week that you can't take anything away from, you can't empathize with, um, because we all really struggle being away and I think when I put myself in those early days and this these shoes that I was in a long time ago it really brought up a lot of different emotions and I just couldn't use the other ones I just felt like we needed to be real we needed to be honest and find some of those highs and lows um, to tell you Um, so as you know I have been in Australia for a long time Um, so the first time I came was in 2010 on a working holiday visa. I think it cost me about $120 uh, to get the visa at the time, which I thought was a lot of money, but it turns out now you're if you're applying for a working holiday visa, you're looking at 510 um Australian dollars and you can find that on the immigration website. But that's when I came for my 6 to 7 month working holiday. I was meant to stay a year but um, I just really wanted to explore Australia a little bit more than when I did when I was 15 and I then relived all these different memories from that time period. A lot of really happy, happy memories but then also some real struggles and then I was thinking about when I came back in 2012 and did it all over again and been here ever since what that was like and frankly it just really gave me a a lot of emotions because a lot of things happened over that time from 2012 to now and some of it wasn't good and some of it was amazing Um, yeah and I just really wanted to be this to be an honest review and just highlight what expats go through and I really just wanted to highlight a few things from that time but I guess I'm going to split this story into a couple of different parts because it's been a long time and you know I've been here for 12 years this time um, and then the working holiday before Um, and I really need to put you in the frame of my mind where I was when I came on my working holiday and 2010 because that's totally different to this 12-year story 
And so I'm just going to give you, we're going to go back <laughs> to 2010. And we're going to forget about the other stuff because I think that's too complex to tell you that whole story. So I think I'll tell it over a couple of different episodes. And plus, I don't want to bore you for an hour or two because <laughs> it's a long story. Um, but I do want to share um, what reality is like here. So let's put me back 2010. What made me come here um, was that I decided that I would like to go and try Australia for this working holiday that everybody seemed to be talking about at the time. So I saved up loads of money, decided to come out here on a working holiday in January 2010. I already had the first couple of signs of struggle um, when I first arrived in 2010. The person that I was coming with um, was coming for um, six, well hopefully for a year but she decided to go her own way within three days of getting here and I probably only seen her once after that so I really was stuck not knowing really anybody which was the first hurdle because although that I'm outgoing and I put myself out there now I probably was in a different frame of mind I was probably a bit more shy um, still outgoing but a bit more res reserved I would say and not really um, put myself into situations where I would meet new people so okay so I came in 2010 first three days were a ride um, finally found um, a hostel to stay in because I kind of thought we were going to move into this whole place and that didn't work out so I moved into a hostel actually sorry I moved into a hotel for a week because I was a bit worried about the hostel scene at the moment because I didn't know anybody I just really wanted to get my feet planted get out over the jet lag so I stayed one week in a hotel and then I went to hostel for a couple of weeks during that time I thought I would meet tons of people through the hostel scene and back then there was people I met but not necessarily anybody that I kind of bonded with so luckily um, through a few groups that I was going to um, meetup groups and things like that I met some people who became my absolute best friends during this working holiday these people were like family for the six seven months and this working holiday was intense because I still didn't have a job at month three so by the March I had still had no job and there wasn't a really a reason for that. I think it was just because I applied to lots of things and at that time work was not as abundant as it is now. Um, there was a lot of, yes we'll get back to you, we'll get back to you, but then two or three weeks would go past and nothing. And luckily um, some of my family friends were out here at the as well in Australia 20 years before so them and their kids kind of looked after me for that six months. Um, and it kind of was like a little bit of a family as well, which was nice. And so by month four, I had secured a job. And I think that this this trip was, this working holiday for me was life-changing because I had finished my degree in 2009 and I graduated as a, Two one in prison studies, like what is that? And I remember going into that course before I went 
did the you know did the course and signed up is a teacher telling me do not do a subject that you will not have no career outcome in guess what I did <laughs> I did business studies so in 2009 I really came out and actually felt her words speak to me and just say what are you doing with your life you just did three years of this uni degree and you didn't even like it and in 2008 I had a struggle with anxiety and a bit of I would say mild depression at the time where I just couldn't no longer go on with the course I hated it I hated every minute and sometimes things just happen for a reason but I pushed her through and I know I'm jumping a little bit but I pushed through this course um, and I met these amazing people who just took me through to the end of uni and I would not have got through them with the uni without them. Um, um, but anyway, this is the frame of mind I was in. I really was a bit lost. So in 2010, when I came in this working holiday, three months of not having a job was really taking its toll on my mental health. And I had, because I like to work, I like to work a lot. Um, and I like to make sure I'm earning a lot of money. And, well, as much as I can with that job. Um, so any hour going, any shift I would go in, I would, I'd work. And so luckily I got a job at a leisure centre, or aquatic centre as they call it here. And that was in the April. And they paid really good. It was about $26 an hour, which was, at that time, was amazing. So uh, luckily I was working just more than part-time. So it paid my rent, paid my food paid me to um, you know live <laughs> and travel a little bit go down to Melbourne go up to Brisbane and see a friend up there and went down to Melbourne a couple of times actually and it really just allowed me to travel a little bit um, so this was this was April and May June followed and in June time I seen everybody on in like Facebook I think at the time it was Facebook yes and they are all going back to uni or studying masters or finishing their four or five year degree. And I just felt like I was doing nothing with my life. I was in Australia running around being working, like working as a lifeguard in an aquatic center. And that really affected me. It brought me to the zone where I was panicked. And I think this is the start that I realized that I had a bit of anxiety around work and just things that weren't going my way are I don't know how you put it you I suppose a bit lost and I was sort of looking for my purpose and I really got to the point where I had a bit of a and I would say another breakdown but um I guess I get get to a crossroads where I was like I had to choose between going home and trying to find something that I wanted to do or continue this life in Australia and figure out what happens next and I wish I had have done something different, but this is what I did. Um, so I decided that I would take some walks around the city by myself and really think about what I really wanted to do with my life. And for some odd reason, it really came up to me and goes, you really wanted to be a teacher in, in there in the back of my head. And I think, well, that's one of the careers I could do. And I really... I was, I guess I was in a zone where I was just thinking about life and this is when it actually worked out. So I went 
I decided to go home from this working holiday and leave in July and went home, applied for uni and unfortunately some circumstances took place which mean, meant that I didn't get into the course that I wanted so I got an interview and at the interview they told me I had a place but when they had interviewed, finally interviewed over the three days um, they basically said that you were cut from the course because there was too many applicants and they decided not to offer business teaching because there was more applicants in maths, science and uh, English I think and then the whole thing came out about the unis were in financial crisis same as the banking and yada 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 so that dream disappeared and I was back into that I'm lost what am I gonna do zone and the reason why I think I fell into this whole I am lost all the time was because when I was 16 I went to a careers advisor at my school at the time and you know everybody had to bring their CVs and had to speak to them about the careers that they wanted and brought their grades and you know they they really looked at their grades looked at um, how you're doing at school and you know what you wanted to be and give you some sort of direction which I was glad to do because I really I really had no clue um, my options were well like the options that I thought I could do at the time where some of them were unrealistic was a vet because I liked animals at the time and um, a lawyer those were my two career options that I brought to, to this uh, careers advisor at the time and I remember just it's so vivid in my mind walking in sitting down with that piece of paper and him with the little book flipping through the careers and telling you what grades you need to get into university and and I remember saying to him, vet, and he's like, <laughs> vet, have you seen your grades? And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe a lawyer would be a better choice. So what about studying law? And he laughed and said, can I have a look at your CV? And I was like, okay, looked at my CV, looked at my grades. And then he was a previous teacher of mine and he tore up the CV in front of me. And I vividly remember him saying, no one wants to hear that because you can't read, you can't write well, and why would you want to be a lawyer? Like, you'll not get those grades to get into university, so you should think about something a little bit easier. And at the time, I don't think it affected me, but it really did coming to uni choices because I study business, because he persuaded me that I was good at that. So I think when I had these little meltdowns, um, I wouldn't call them meltdowns, but you know, like a little bit of like where I'm lost, I have really bad anxiety and get to the point where I'm so overwhelmed. I think it's because I always felt that I was never good enough. I always felt that I was super average and I would never achieve be a lawyer or be a vet or even in this case, when this all happened to me back in 2000 at the end of 2010 getting into uni to be a teacher i thought well i can't because i'm not smart enough i'm not i'm not this i'm not that and you know i i'm only good at business really and that's when things started to take a bit of a downward turn in my life i started getting a bit more depressed as the year went on and at one point i remember vividly in 2011 
um, a friend actually asking me what age I was. And I remember saying a year younger because that whole year just seemed like a complete blur. I can't really remember what happened. I was so out of it and so detached from reality at some points that I was forgetting to pick people up. Um, when I was going out somewhere, I was a friend flew in from Australia um, that I'd met and I literally forgot to pick her up. <laughs> and I just literally couldn't remember. I, it was like time wasn't there. And again, I started thinking I need to like get myself together. I need to figure out what's going on with my life. And I knew that I wanted to go back to Australia. So I decided that if I was going to study teaching and if this is the right course, it will all fall into place. So I remember, distinctly remember talking to my family and saying, I think I want to do this in Australia, but I don't think I can go until 2012, which is a year later. So they were supportive. So I applied, got in, which was the first that I thought would be super hard. Um, but they just all they required was three extra subjects, which Open University in Australia actually was able to provide me with. So within 2011, I was able to get all that sorted. I was able to do those three subjects to get into the uni course in 2012. I worked even harder, which actually helped me along the way to get out of that rut. I worked three jobs. Um, I was working in the civil service. Um, as security, which was quite funny. And I was working at Asda, which, <laughs> which was, you know, Asda Price. Boom, boom. Um, and I still do that. It's just in the head. <laughs> it's in my vividly in my imagination right now. And then I worked for the census for the government. So I was delivering the census forms and going out there and, you know, getting paid for it. Um, so I worked these three jobs and I had saved up enough money for half a year. So I went out in 2012 and I think I'll leave it there for this part and we'll backtrack a little bit because um, what happened next in 2012 and onwards is a totally different story. This is a story that has lots of highs and lows and I think so much more of this rut, those types of ruts and those places that I was in happen, those anxieties and those um, problems are raise their heads quite a lot when you're away from home. And I feel like a lot of your trauma and a lot of the things you were sheltered from or a lot of the things you were exposed to as a kid really come out later on in life <laughs> and you really have to work through it. And this seems like a... <laughs> A really downhearted episode and I'm so sorry it was not meant to be like that but I just wanted to make it real and honest to you guys because you're listening here and you're putting your time in to listen to me and I just I owe it to you to be real um I'm not no influencer I'm no I'm I'm not like I'm just an average guy who went to Australia and made it and did so much here and I I don't want to say too much because uh, later on in these episodes, you're going to find out a lot more. So let me take you back to this working holiday. And to finish off this episode, I really wanted to say if you're working a working holiday visa, just a reminder that the six month restriction 
and off working in one place is about to come back on the end of June and so don't forget that and also make sure that you are paying into a super fund and remember this is very important is to remember what super fund you're paying into and whether it's a hundred percent cash or whether it's going to stocks and shares learn from personal experience and as I said this podcast is to give you that personal touch and to give you tips and tricks to get through this journey and I would encourage anybody listening even if you're not on a working holiday visa to check your super and what's invested into Uh, right now I can't say much but I'm in a legal dispute with my super because of their negligence on my behalf and because my bank forced me into a super at the time in 2010 on this working holiday that I can no longer get into stocks and shares unless I change super fund so that was that in 2010 but just a reminder that if you're now please check it's always and if you're not too sure go see someone about it find out log into the account that they give you or go into the bank and ask them to show you or if it's not with a bank related fund is to find out which fund it's on and then call them and give your number and ask them over the phone that would be a very good thing to do if you're not too sure and also make sure that you're not on an emergency tax code if you're working more than one job uh, chances are you might have been put on to an emergency tax code now it's not so bad because you do get all your tax back at, uh, at times but if you are working more than one job making sure that that tax code um, is correct and the main job that you're working at most of your hours is the one you don't get taxed the emergency tax on and if you're here and you're struggling to make friends we're going to have someone hopefully on the podcast in the next few weeks to discuss that and what that looks like and to start thinking about if you're really struggling here and you're going through emotions and you're wondering if this is the right thing to start going to meetup groups to find people on instagram and facebook groups because that's where a lot of people are a lot of people post in there and there's 70 or 80,000 in the Irish and Sydney one. Um, you can go to other ones for if you're part of any different culture or country, you can go and find your own group if you want. Um, or you can just join in because people love um, to meet other people around the world. And that's what I've really found that you know you can meet anybody anywhere. And um, how to find friends, definitely I would suggest meetup groups as well and you can just download the app and figure out what you're into so if you're into yoga they've got yoga i know what right now they have i think it's conscious community on instagram has a really good following lost and found sydney in sydney has a really good following of meetup groups and for different activities and they're all wholesome activities rather than the usual drinking sessions um so you do get a a bit of a variety so you can still go with them to drink at times but they do a bit more wholesome hiking and you know ice baths and breathing and they do a range of different activities and I did mention um, on the last podcast with my sister that um, if you're struggling to find an apartment and you're 
struggling to rent somewhere is to get on those apps and flatmate finder and things like that um but also figure out where you want to live use this time with working holiday to get out there and experience australia and if you're not here on a working holiday visa and you just live here well get involved with people and just get out there and meet people because you want to make the experience positive and if you're struggling here and you're really like I was at times this year just feeling a little bit anxious not really wanting to put myself out there and meet people I would just say just give it a go once you get through the first couple of times you find that you can do it and I think if you're not already I would advocate for everybody men and women to do counseling so even if you're here um, and you're only here temporary is to get some counseling booked in, into if you have got Medicare you can get some sessions for disc like a discount so you can go and ask for a mental health plan at the GP and they will do one there on the spot with you so they'll measure your depression or anxiety or things like that and if you are feeling like you're struggling is to reach out to your GP or to your friends or if you're struggling to make friends is reach out and I guess this this episode is <laughs> a little bit of a downer but I just want to give you a bit about the story to begin with so you knew where my head was at before we go into this next stage because once we get into the part two as you would say this last 12 years or so you will find that a lot of life happened <laughs> within those 12 years lots of ups and downs and this really sets the scene of what my life was a bit like didn't prioritize some things that we should as expats do we should be looking after our mental health we should really be making sure that we're looking after our bodies and our minds because when you're here by yourself or you have a lack of support system things will start to crumble and that's when all these things you've been carrying with you for a long time start to unravel and we'll be getting into some of those things uh, in part two but for now i wish you well and i thank you so much for joining me on this podcast i'm so so thankful for all the listeners that have tuned in i have barely put this on social media and it's on my website but this podcast has been listened to across the world in i think 20 different countries so i just i'm blown away by people just finding me on the internet and i just can't like i'm so thankful and if you're here wondering what's going on what is this podcast well it's going to be something that you can take away so next week we have someone who is going to give us the lowdown on points frequent flyer points and I can't wait to hear that episode because I was I even learned something and I think if you're interested in traveling for cheap or free this that's like it's going to be amazing and I thank you so much for your support and I'm going to stop blabbing now and can't wait to, for you to join me in another episode. Mm-hmm.
Thanks for listening, guys. This has been Average Joe Down Under. If you like what you heard, then be sure to hit like and subscribe. Have a question for Darren or a topic you'd love him to discuss on the show? Get in touch at Average Joe Down Under on Instagram or check out www.darrenjonathan.com. See you next time. And remember, you're only ever one decision away from a totally different life.